0: All right, we're back. Season 2, episode number 26. We're going to start off with some injuries, news, and notes before we head into previewing the NFL Divisional Round. Mad Money Mike, you still with me?
1: hey As always, Big Bet Brent, with you till the end, my man.
0: All right. Well, there have been a lot of shakeups regarding head coach and GM firings, but since clearly no playoff teams have been impacted yet, it's just all the loser teams like the Giants. Um, we're going to cover that in the offseason at some point. But there have been like seven or eight uh, teams that are making moves. So uh, moving on to injuries, Nick Bosa, the 49ers defensive end, he had a head injury. So he's questionable. You want to stay tuned on him. All, but some good news on the 49ers, the linebacker Fred Warner had some tests done today. And he's saying he's good to go. For next week's matchup in Lambeau the Bengals they're hey, yeah
1: wait before we move on Jimmy G they're reporting a sprained uh, or a strained a strained right shoulder and he is a right-handed thrower so you know they don't think it's going to keep him out but like they still like are they setting him up for an excuse I, I just saw a reported strained right shoulder
0: from Jimmy G wow Thank you for that, Shefty. I, I'm sorry, Mad Money Mike. I was not <laughs> tracking that. Excellent. That is that is key because Trey Lance has less than no shot. We talked a little bit in the last pod how we've got some concerns with Jimmy G. But if you put Trey Lance in there, I mean, talk about deer in the headlights. So, okay, let's move on to the Bengals. Defensive tackle. They've got some is- issues on the defensive side. Defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi got put on injured reserve. With a right foot injury, he has been crucial to the Bengals' defensive uh, front four. Defensive end Troy Hendrickson is also questionable. He's in the concussion protocol. He's a key edge rusher. He had 14 sacks through the season, so you want to stay tuned on a couple of those injuries for the Bengals. Also, Leonard Fournette was supposed to play this past week for the Bucks, but he uh, was not returned from injured reserve. He's still questionable. Uh, Bruce Arians said he's not going to bring him back until he's 100%. Uh, healed from that hamstring injury so um you know the bucks clearly got it done but as they move on to stiffer competition playoff Lenny I mean he's a must-have right so oh yeah Mad Money Mike I mean Adam Schefter I'm sorry Mad Money Mike uh any other injuries I missed if not we'll head into the NFL divisional round
1: let's go big Bet Brent as always myself and all of our lower listeners thank you for that diligence injuries are key if you're not following injuries, then you're not stacking cheddar because this is the NFL, and it means more than anything. So we appreciate you, and let's go to the Divisional Round. Hey-oh! All
0: right. <laughs> so we have NFL Divisional Round. We've still got four prime matchups. I'm like I'm a little bit sad. This is the last weekend uh, with I know. Don't guys. say it. <sighs> yeah,
1: don't say it. I mean, obviously, I'm with you. I. You know, I was, I was. It's funny that you say that because I was going to say like the saddest thing about the divisional round is that it signals, you know, less games being played and and we're getting closer to the end. But you don't talk about that. We don't. Talk, we don't think that way. We just think about the the energy, the enthusiasm, teams just giving it everything they got, referees. Changing the outcome of the games themselves, you know, all the exciting things that's all we focus on. Man, we don't think about the end of the season, we just think about all of the exciting madness, and that's where we stay in that moment. I'm guessing that we're gonna start it off with Bengals Titans.
0: Absolutely right, Mad Money Mike. I love everything you said, I'm with you. My perspective. Glass half full. These are the best football games of the year, and the Cincinnati Bengals are heading into Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are. I checked a couple of different books. I'm curious what the uh, Swindlers have. The Titans are either three or three and a half point favorites, and the totals 47. Mad Money Mike, the Bengals just played last week. Duh. The Titans had the AFC first round bye, and boy, are they healthy. It, Mike Vrabel had an extra week to game plan for the Bengals. Derrick Henry, I'm still hearing reports that uh, he may or may not play, but absolutely he's going to play. I mean, you can't have, you can't not play Derrick Henry. Their wide receiving core, AJ Brown and Julio Jones, are all healthy. Of course, they've still got Tannehill. Mad Money, Mike. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if we're going to do, do gun to the head here titans with all this rest and all this extra time i don't care if it's three or three and a half but i love tennessee titans right here what do you think
1: Uh there's no way there's no possible way that you're putting a gun to mad money mike's head and you're gonna hear him take the Bengals. i can tell you that much i'm not putting my <laughs> life on the line for these bums <laughs>
0: All of a sudden, they're bums? <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> no, you know, I, I I do like the Bengals, and I respect Joe Burrow. And, you know, Mixon's running hard, and they've got, you know, Jamar Chase. Is We talked about, you know, watching NFL history in the making. I actually think this is going to be a really good game, man. I really do. But they don't call it a gun to the head segment for nothing, you know? I'm not out here trying to die. I'm trying to survive. And give me the Titans, baby. They are healthy. They are rested. They've got King Henry back in the lineup. They've got, you know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you know, they've got it all, man. Like, what can you do? What can you say? Like, they have proven it at every turn. I wanted to dump on them so bad. You remember all the way back? Remember all the way back what killed me? Who would hmm. they lose to? Who would they lose to? Anyone? Was Anyone? it Jags? J E T. S- oh, jets, jet, jet, jets. jets they let Zach I wish I had a, a, Pretty uh, boy. A, a, I wish I had a family uh, a family friendly adjective I could use in the <laughs> middle but Zach blank Wilson they let him beat them and at that point I wanted to dump on him so bad I, I did I didn't want to I did I dumped on him so bad <laughs> I wanted to fade him all year I wanted to write him off as trash but man they proved me wrong <laughs> Yeah, that was, that, was, that that toilet flush was the sound of Mad Money Mike's fading the Titans bets because they proved me wrong at every turn. When they didn't have King Henry, they got it done. When they didn't have A.J. Brown, they got it done. When they didn't have whoever else, they got it done. They've gotten it done. They've got that bye week. I really feel like they are going to be prepared, and I really feel like the Bengals are not going to have an answer for the run of pass Compliment that they're going to be able to bring. There is going to be a legendary run pass compliment that you're going to see on display Saturday at 1 30 p.m. Pacific, 4 30 p.m. Eastern, and the Titans are going to
0: cover. Hey, oh! I, mean, like, I was just thinking the Titans are, I, at least for me, I'm curious what your thoughts are. I kind of view the Titans as like a slightly better version of the 49ers, whereas The Titans rely and they need that run game. And when they have a run game that's working, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, he can really pop off and just like really be a game manager, play great ball. But if it does come down to the Titans are down multiple scores and you've got to put the game in Tannehill's hands, it becomes a toss-up. Do you think that's a fair assessment? And then second follow-up question, who do you want at your Mad Money Mike's Football team Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill
1: yeah well certainly in the in the answer to that question is that we already saw it we already saw the Titans without Henry we kept thinking that they were going to lose because they didn't have Henry and so the <sighs> fact that they've kind of already they've already answered that question they've already uh-huh. said we can win games without Henry so so I, I do think that Tannehill has that intangible factor I do think that he has that ability to get it done. And, uh, and did you just ask if I'd rather have Tannehill or Jimmy G? Was that you the question? Just answered. You just answered. Dude, J- Jimmy G is just a, a heaping pile of garbage, dude. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> Jimmy G is like this, that, what's that thing in Pennsylvania where somebody accidentally set like a natural gas mine on fire and it's been burning for like 70 something years? <laughs> That's Jimmy G, dude. Like, he's just like, he's oh, just Lord. like a, yeah, dude. He's, he's just like a, a heaping pile, man. Like I wouldn't take Jimmy G if you paid me, man. Um yeah, no for and Hill for sure. Oh, and uh and I do believe they've answered the question, they can get it done despite the running game, even if they have to play from behind. Because I think that the one thing I, I would say in this game is the question mark is gonna be the Titans defense. They haven't mm. exactly been like a shutout defense, and the Bengals have an offense. So we certainly on the surface are getting into an over situation and you know, it's almost like a, a slightly obvious over, um, you know, but that's how I see it. I see that we get ourselves into an over situation where we've got a lot of scoring going on and someone's got to catch up. It could be the Bengals catching up, but the point is, is one of these teams is going to be scoring and the other team is therefore going to have to score or lose. I see them both as scoring. I see this is a slight barn burner situation. And I actually have faith in both of these teams. Uh, But just I think that that Derrick Henry and what he does to the passing game for the Titans when the the Bengals are certainly going to have to play the run. There's no question about that. You're going to sit back and play the pass and let Derrick Henry run all over you. Absolutely not. They're going to have to play the run. There's no question they have to. And so the question is, can Tannehill throw? We already know that he can. So I think that balance is what gives the Titans the edge.
0: There you go. Only on It's Locked Podcast will you get the full range of viewpoints within seconds. On one hand, trashing the Titans, calling them <laughs> the biggest of all turds, but then in the same breath, giving lauding the praise on them as if they were like the second coming or something. That's so. what you come here for, folks. <laughs> That's why you're here. I'll tell you what, all the trashing on Jimmy G is a good segue. Let's head to the Saturday night game. The 49ers headed to Lambeau. <laughs> All right, so the 49ers kind of get the short end of the stick here. They played on Sunday in the Super Wild Card round, and now they play Saturday night in Lambeau. Right now, the Packers at home with the bye week, five-and-a-half point favorites. The over-under is 47.5. Mad Money Mike, I had like a chilling recollection a couple of years ago. The Chargers won a playoff game and then headed into Gillette To take on the Patriots at home, and the spread was five and a half. And I thought, ooh man, the Chargers looked good in that wild card game. Give me the points. And the Patriots blew them out. I see the same thing here. Packers, I love Matt Lafleur, great coach. We all know Aaron Rodgers. He better be MVP. And they've got time to rest, recover, game plan, best quarterback versus the 49ers. Who, hey, good team. You know, no knocks against them, but they've got question marks at quarterback and also they have six days of rest not even a full seven mad money mike i'm piling it on here because i think the packers are going to blow out the 49ers give me the packers i'm giving the five and a half points what do you say i'm telling you right now we are going to
1: it's a lock podcast is going to tweet a screenshot of mad money mike's bet i am going to buy the packers all the way to nine and a half the packers will win this game by 10 or more I am buying the Packers all the way to nine and a half. I'm going to put a reasonably sized bet upon it. It's going to be nice. It's going to be juicy. It's not going to be your little $10. It's not going to be your little $20, $50 flutters. It's going to be something juicy. It's going to be something hearty. Think Campbell's thick and chunky soup. Hearty bet Packers minus nine and a half. I don't even have to take them at five and a half. I'm not even going to take them at five and a half. That's garbage. I'm not going to do it. I'm taking Packers, nine and a half, gun to my head, lock it up. Do you know what those odds are, Mad Money Mike? I wish I did, but like something like is going on with the swindlers, man. They got like their site got hacked, or like the eighth graders that they have running it, like haven't updated something. I don't know what's going on. I can't even see any games. It's just like a mess. I just like don't even get me started on the swindlers right now, man. Dude, I'm so sick. Like, we're supposed to be like, it's 2022, man. We're supposed to be within a couple of years of like people living on Mars and I can't even get a a, a sports betting app to like operate properly. So don't even get me started, dude. But I will, I'll figure out what the odds are. We'll tweet about it. And then, like I said, we're going to screenshot of the bet. So keep an eye out, loyal listeners, for our Twitter at It's Vlog
0: Podcast. Packers minus nine and a half. Let's go. Mad Money, like the only thing worse than like, Issues being able to eventually place the sports bet that you want to on your mobile phone is living in this dumpster state of Louisiana where they passed the law that allowed it. We voted on this thing like two years ago, like pre-COVID. We voted on this thing. I got in line at like five o'clock. It's when I was voting for president. It's like two years ago. And then it passed. They finally counted the votes. Yes, it passed. We want sports betting. We want sports betting. And now it's taken like two freaking years for them to get all this sh- legislative, all the rules set up and the laws and the checks and the balances. I'm getting so many ads on my phone. All the apps are ready, like is like, please, God, sign up. We are ready. We're just waiting for the governor to tell us. But we still can't even do it. So I'd switch. I would switch with you, Mad Money Mike. I'll take some – I'll get swindled. I would love to get swindled. I can't even get swindled here. The state sucks. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, boy, I gotta tell you, man, that's that's unacceptable. If I were you, I go feather, dip a uh, little ink, you know, um, you know,
0: oh. uh, you
1: know, papyrus or whatever, you know, and you go handwritten on this thing, man. You go straight to the governor on this one because that's unacceptable, man. And I do feel for you. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to concur with Big Bad Brent on this one, man. As, as bad as the swindlers is. Not being able to bet on sports at all. Unacceptable. I mean, I thought this country stood for freedom. Am I wrong about that?
0: Oh, Sometimes you wonder. Sometimes you wonder. Matt Money Mike, <laughs> I have to ask. I'm not sure if this is going to come through on the podcast, but are we in the middle of a Diaper Dad diary being made right now?
1: Well, at least I don't think, I I think we're, I think we're in the middle of a Monday evening is what we're in. I mean, this is, this is standard protocol for the old uh, Mad Money Mike household, man. We sound studio C was a, was a failure. This was a big mistake. Uh, The little one can of course hear me, uh, you know, right through the door, knows I'm in here, wants to get to me real bad. Mom's out there trying to keep the beast at bay. It's just not good for anyone, man. But uh, Hey, you know what? It's the nature of the beast. We
0: live to play another day with that being said let's take it to the Sunday slate all right excellent yes yeah, so we like like you said Mad Money Mike we're casting this on Monday but the Rams have essentially flushed the Cardinals playoff hopes down the toilet so we're going to assume the Rams finish the job and the Los Angeles Rams head into Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers we are going to set the spread at minus three Buccaneers favorite of course Mad Money Mike the Bucks took care of business. We talked about it in the last pod, episode number 25. They dropped 31 unanswered points on the Eagles before the Eagles woke up in garbage time and put back that 15. Meanwhile, the Rams look really good. They're up 21, nothing right now at halftime. I'm curious what your thoughts are for this divisional round game. When the Rams head into Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers clearly without Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette being questionable. Do you think they continue to roll? In hopes of repeating with another Super Bowl win.
1: Oh boy! I gotta be honest with you, man. Like playoff football, that Rams defense has got playmakers everywhere. They got a little guy who goes by the name of Sean McVay over on the sidelines, just calling plays. As we are doing this live right now, as I'm speaking, I just watched a halfback pass that went for like 60 yards. Like they're just like they've got plays, they've got playmakers. They've got defensive playmakers. What I saw the Eagles do to the Bucs there for a while makes me realize how vulnerable that Buccaneers offense is to a good defense. And the Buccaneers, it's, what's going to happen is like at some point when the Rams are winning, the announcers are going to go, yeah, losing such and such and losing such and such. You know, injury here, injury there, this offensive line, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're going to start talking about all the different injuries. And they're, they've got all the excuses on deck. They're ready to unleash them. You know, and in, in unfortunately, you know, for Tom Brady, the, the repeats over on Sunday. The
0: Rams get the win. Plus three. Let's go. Wow. Mad Money Mike calling the demise of Tom Brady. Tampa Tom. I got to say, Mad Money Mike, I feel like I have to remind you of who every time you try and take the Rams. Who is the quarterback of the Rams? I know. I know. I know.
1: I know, man. Old, uh, old sloppy Stafford is a guy who, you know, <laughs> I've dumped on, I've dumped on many a times. And, you know, I think, I think what we're seeing is, you know, we're seeing one of the greatest receivers of our time, Cooper cup, you know, you, you basically dominate the field of play and then all of a sudden you're seeing some you're seeing some accompanying pieces. Odell Beckham Jr., I think is kind of tuned into the fact that this is his last shot. He is doing something that is keeping him focused. Uh, you know, Daryl Henderson, Chicken you know, broth? Is, is kind of you think? who's that? Chicken broth.
0: He's doing something.
1: Oh yeah, they're putting some in the water for sure. Chicken broth <laughs> with a little with a little Viagra side dish, a little Viagra appetite. <laughs> Um, you know he he's playing. You know he's playing lights out. You know, and I think that they're just a well-rounded team, and I think that they have a real twelfth man situation with Sean McVay. And again, I really do think the Buccaneers have plenty of excuses on deck. They've been you know decimated by injuries and and guys chucking their jersey into the stands, and uh you know that's the kind of thing that that you know it just it, it wins you you can win a lot of games with that kind of stuff but you can't win divisional playoff games you know the the rams are the rams are just straight nasty they just took it to 28 nothing against the cardinals another cooper cup touchdown the guy's uncoverable and wow. uh, you know hate to, hate to bet uh, against the goat it's it's not going to be it's not going to be a big play i would say of all of your divisional round plays make this your smallest but uh, but yeah, gun to the head, give me the Rams. Big Bet Brent, I want to hear your take. Who you got?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking just now the Rams on a short week traveling across the entire country, the Buccaneers. You know, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. I need to see it first. So... Madman um, Mike, is this going to be our first bet on the new tracker? We evened out the the tracker in Las Vegas. It was like fifteen dollars. It ended up being essentially a wash. We had like three years of bets. We had over a hundred bets, and we ended up pretty much even. So that's pretty funny. Do you want to do you want to crack open and place our first new tracker bet? Give me the bucks minus three. You're taking the Rams plus three.
1: We got to. We have to. Our lower listeners need it, you know? They don't want us out here just like talking a lot of smack. They want us to put our money where our mouth
0: is, take it to the tracker.
1: 50 bucks. Hey yo.
0: 50 bones. Book it. And with that, we're gonna head to the Sunday nightcap, the Buffalo Bills, headed to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> <coughs> All right, so we have been piling on the praise for both of these teams. Mad Money Mike, you were talking about, I forget if it was the beginning of this pod or the end of last pod. The Bills are your, you're very high on the Bills. I almost, I almost effed it up. I almost uh, stole your thunder right there. But anyway, the Chiefs at home, two and a half point favorites. The over-under is a whopping 55. Mad Money Mike, why don't you finish, why don't, you let me not steal your thunder. Why don't you pour it on them? Who you got and why?
1: Yeah, well, certainly, you know, we'll we'll, we'll do a we'll do a lock of the week, and and this is actually not the game that I'm going to take uh, as the lock of the week. But you know that the Bills are my Super Bowl favorite, so of course, you know, I'm taking Bills plus two and a half. You're getting Bills plus money. I just think that I think that Josh Allen is just a. I mean, you know, you do look at the Chiefs and and you think about you know. Now, the Bills certainly had their their woes during the year. I mean, it's, it's not really necessary to talk about what may have happened in the first third of the season or even in the middle of the season for either one of these teams. You know, we really need to look at right now, you know, who is who's truly peaking right now? You know, obviously Mahomes just had an incredible game against the Steelers, but there was the slow start. And then, you know, we talked about was it really a slow start, you know, halfway through the second quarter, an explosion of offense. But the Bills had that same explosion of offense. The Chiefs all were game. Against, yeah, exactly. All game long. The Bills were playing against a Patriots team who hung their hat on their defense. That's what the Patriots team were. That, that was their identity. Their identity was their defense. The Chiefs were playing against the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers were are, are one retired quarterback away from just, like, playing golf. They shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. They're just, like, one – they are one – Uh, they are one Raiders letting time expire away from not even being in the playoffs. It should have been Raiders-Chargers in the playoffs. So, you know, for the Chiefs to do what they did against the Steelers in comparison for the, what the Bills did against the Patriots, I just find that not even comparable if that is – If that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to look at comparables, then obviously the Bills win the comparables by a wide margin, in my opinion. If you're not even looking at comparables and you're just looking at on-field talent, you know, I I feel like uh, Josh Allen wins that battle against Mahomes. Uh, Now, certainly the Chiefs have a lot of position players. You know, you've got your Tyreek Hills and your Travis Kelseys. You know, that, that's that's a big deal. That is nothing to scoff at. This is the Super Bowl. Even though they're both the AFC teams, these are by far the two best teams in the entire league. We don't even get to watch them in the AFC championship. we got to watch these two teams in the divisional round. That's almost like criminal. That's almost, you know, that's just as sad as it gets. But it is what it is. And with uh, Josh Allen playing the way that he is, there's no way I'm betting against him. Mad Money Mike's been saying it. Bills is a Super Bowl favorite. Gun to my head. Bills plus two and a half in the game of the year.
0: Definitely game of this weekend, and I will say, I mean, the Titans earned it, right? I mean, they had the best record, but you do kind of feel that on a neutral site, both the Bills and the Chiefs would really do a number on the Titans. So, Madman Mike, I love your, I love your perspective. Love your pick of the Bills. I, I will say, I, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I'm willing to go to the tracker on this one. Chiefs at home. Arrowhead, two and a half points Sunday night. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. This is the test for Josh Allen. If he wins this, it truly will elevate him into a no stage is too big for this guy. We saw him do it last week at home. If he can do it this next week, then I think you're in. I mean, you're in great. Your bets in great shape already. But um, this is, you know, this truly is the gauntlet. So. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Big Tomato and Patty Mahomes at home here. Mad Money Mike, you want to take this one to the tracker for 50? We've got to. We owe it to our fans, man. All righty. Chiefs minus 2.5. You're taking Bills plus 2.5. We've got two bets to the tracker. All right, Mad Money Mike, we are going to head to our locks of the week. Come on tell you what i'll bet you the next three people i ask two of them will say that it looks like sugar right how much hundred
1: dollars two (laughs) hundred dollars hey wait a second what are you doing you're not betting you know he's not supposed to bet come on jerry it's a lock kramer you've had this thing under control for almost three years now don't start again but it's a lock (laughs) all
0: right so last it's been two weeks since we uh, since we potted so I, I my last two locks of the week I hit UGA on the money line and the natty champ but I tweeted out last week's which was Cardinals plus four at Rams and the Cardinals got blown out so I am now 10 and eight on the season mad Money Mike you are on a one game, you're on a one uh win streak. Check out the Twitter It's a Lock Podcast. You had a nice three-leg money line parlay in the super wild card round, which was a plus money parlay. So I want to give you props for that. Cheeto's anti-bet. She's on a one-game losing streak. Last week she took the Pats plus four and a half, which got blown out. So my lock of the week. I've been talking about it. I've been tooting the Packers' horn. Give them time. Give them rest. They've got the best quarterback. Give them whole field advantage. Versus a 49ers team on a short week, this is a no-brainer. Packers minus five and a half versus the 49ers is a lickety-lickety lock. Nice. Mad Money Mike, your lock of the week.
1: I mean, honestly, my lock of the week. I, I told you I'm taking the Packers at, at nine and a half. I, I said that, you know, during the gun to the head segment. Packers. I, you know, I hate to double pick. I'm going to tell you right now. The Do Packers it, man. Minus-
0: That's fine.
1: No, it's a lock. The, the Packers at minus five and a half. That's a lock. A hundred percent. I got to make that my lock of the week as a, as a bonus pick for all of our loyal listeners who don't, you know, who want to, who want to have a second pick. We don't know the spread in the Rams game, but I am, I'm telling you that I really, really like it's my gold star pick of the week. Rams over Buccaneers on the road. Uh, but again, I want to reiterate Packers minus five and a half. If you like money then you may want to take this one, folks. I mean, this is as generous as you're ever going to get. I can't believe it. It's almost too shocking. We've done the whole, if it's too shocking, you should anti-bet it thing. But in this case, we're talking about the playoffs in the 49ers won. That's going to always keep the line lower than it should be. The fact that they just won in a wild card game. Uh, So although the line appears obvious, it just plain old is obvious. Green Bay minus five and a half.
0: It's a lock. Love it. All right, Cheetos anti-bet. She is taking the Bengals plus three on the road in Tennessee. I advised her not to. I said, listen, Mike Vrabel, he's a good coach. They've got time. They're fully healthy. Derrick Henry's coming back. Chitum, Derrick Henry's coming back. When she was like, I don't care. I love Joe Burrow. Give me the Bengals plus three. So anyway, dear loyal listeners, fade her fading of me. (laughs) At all costs. Um, So yes, that is Cheetos anti bet of the week. Bengals plus three. All right, let's do a quick Vegas recap before we head to our closeout segment, Diaper Dad Diaries, Mad Money Mike. I just have a couple of quick hitters here, um, and we'll close with, of course, the uh, the climax, which was the Raiders Chargers football game. But just a couple of quick notes. The I had a blast. It was great to see you, Mad Money Mike. It was great to see our loyalist Gitto, listener, d Joe. d Joe is a chameleon. Not only is he d Joe, he's Poker Pro Joe. He's Generous Joe. He was playing five ten to Limit hold'em, slinging money around, crushing the table. The last night he played 1-3 with us. I had to go to bed. Mad Money Mike, he took all the chips at the table. He was the drunkest guy at the table. And then... D-gen- okay, that was Poker Pro, pro-, pro- Poker Pro Joe. Degenerate Degenerate Joe. excuse me. Was slinging it at the roulette table and the blackjack table. He was killing it, betting the insides, betting the all around. Oh, don't round. forget about
1: craps. Don't forget about craps. You uh you you slinked off to bed and uh,
0: old Degen <laughs> Joe made your boy Mad Money Mike rich at the craps table too, man. Oh my gosh. Man, and then that leads me. Okay, so yeah, I'll talk about West Coast time here in a second. But then you've got generous Joe leaving excellent tips at dinner, craft steak, excellent dinner. Check out some pictures, uh, loyal listeners, on our Twitter page at It's a Luck Podcast. So yeah, uh, great to see you guys, DJ and Joe, Chameleon. Um, is great watching the national championship game. Uh, Georgia made it a real sweat. Bama was up nine six at halftime. Took him on a nice halftime bet. Had a bunch of bets, uh, pregame as well. Of course, money line. And uh, they, they didn't even need the money line. You could have taken the points. So lock of the week, cash is in. That was great to watch. Uh, Park MGM, love that casino. Uh, yeah. Last kind of shout out, the Taco Bell. I know, I know. The Taco Bell on the Las Vegas trip is the best Taco Bell ever. It's the finest Taco Bell of all the Taco Bells. And I love Taco Bell. I had it twice. And that leftover burrito for breakfast the next morning, it really sets you up for success, Mad Money Mike. I never had a I never had a hangover. I ate Taco Bell for dinner and then I had Taco <laughs> Bell for breakfast, and uh, I really did a number on their plumbing. But I was never hungover. I was always in great shape. And then finally, just one one comment on the West, uh, the Vegas West Coast time. It's bananas. I woke up in what I thought was the middle of the night. Pitch blackout, You know, went to go use the restroom, test out that plumbing, and I check my phone. It's like mid morning. Adam Schefter has already reported two head coaches were fired. Chittum is like broad daylight about to board a plane over in Boston. So it's freaking crazy living on the West Coast. Mad Money Mike, I am jealous of it, but I don't know how you do it because like when the morning time is there, it's like the day's already done. But um, yeah, and then, of course, the Chargers Raiders in Allegiant Stadium. Mad Money Mike, I am forever, forever thankful for you, pulling the trigger and buying those that you bought my ticket man i am like so thankful and so happy because it was those seats were awesome we were, like dead nut center on the 50 yard line uh, the game was incredible the chargers with the most epic comeback they were down 15 and they like overturned uh a call where like based on yardage, they never do that. And like 10 different times, the chargers were down and out like fourth and 23, but somehow they come all the way back, tie the game, force overtime. It goes to the last seconds of overtime. I was so exhausted after that game. That was like the best experience ever. Mad money, Mike. Thanks again. What a great time. It was great to see you. What are your thoughts on the Vegas trip?
1: Oh, Big Bet, Brett, man, I, uh, I I can't tell you enough, man, how much I enjoy spending that time with you in Vegas, that time with D-Gen Joe, Poker Pro Joe. I'm going to start calling him PPJ because the guy does not mess around at the poker table. I want to see him take his career professional. He's got what it takes, man. The guy is an absolute pleasure to be around at all times. Love me some D-Gen Joe, Big Bet Brent in Vegas. Wouldn't have it any other way, man. Also want to slide in a couple shout-outs to Craft Steak, uh, amazing night at craft steak, also sky bar, amazing time at sky bar. And, uh, and we killed it, man. Honestly, like the, the trip fired on all cylinders. And like you said, it, it really culminated with that Raiders chargers game on Sunday night. Like you, you can't even put a game like that into words one day, man, we got to sit down and we need to rewatch that game and just try to live that moment again, one more time, because it, it, it was just like, the absolute wildest roller coaster of emotions, uh, you know, such a blast. Just, I mean, I haven't even got done processing the Vegas trip yet. You know, it was just like it was too good, man. It really, from start to finish, was absolutely fantastic. We were able to uh, to make some real solid bets while we were there, and use the knowledge that we gained while we were there to go into this postseason, so that we can bring you loyal listeners more cheddar to stack. So. Just, uh, there's nothing else you can say, man. We killed it. We killed it and we're going to keep it going.
0: Heck to the, yeah. What a great way to lead us into our closeout segment, completely switching gears from a, from a guy's Vegas trip to diaper dad diaries, Mad Money Mike. I'll go first. Kramer, he's coming up on 18 months and he's really starting to pick up words. It's getting really funny. We take a walk with him, and there's some flamingos by a lemon tree. It's kind of weird, but nevertheless, the, the items are there on a neighbor's front yard. So Kramer loves saying flamingo, lemon tree, but like he doesn't actually pronounce it. So you kind of have to know what he's saying. So that's super fun. Also, I was watching a Wild Car Weekend. I was saying, oh, yeah. And he starts saying, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he gets a crack out of that. And then this past weekend, he had his first soccer practice. So it's not like a team. They don't no, play games right. or anything. But um, 18 months is like the threshold where you can start to do this little soccer camp practice every Saturday for 30 minutes uh, with the two-year-old. So we took him out there. Um, we finally got to watch like another adult try and tell him what to do. And, of course, he wasn't listening. But he had a good time, <laughs> and he did kick the ball around some. And, uh, yeah, we're doing it every week now. So little Kramer, future Ronaldo, uh, watch out the uh, Euro Soccer Cup League nice dude that is awesome man that is so
1: fantastic uh the, the kids saying words thing is this is just a trip man like you know valley's the same way like you know just basically like wants to say everything it doesn't sound like the word but like she's giving it her try i mean it sounds somewhat like it and uh it, it just like warms my heart every time and dude i can tell you i mean i'm so pumped like start doing some stuff like that's got to be so cool just like see him you know doing a a soccer thing man that that really warms the heart to hear that one man i you might have to uh you might have to get a video going man at least uh, at least send me something i got to see that in action man that's too good i've
0: I've got way too many videos dude (laughs) Nice. nice
1: oh that's great man well um i got a pretty funny i got a pretty funny diaper dad diary so um so Valley's been doing this, uh, this thing, like she, she like makes faces. She like has a couple faces. She has two different faces and like, she makes the face and then she like cracks up laughing. Like she knows she's making the face and then she laughs about it. Well, you know, she obviously doesn't know that it's like an evil face, but uh but you know, she like tilts her head down and like looks out the top of her eyes like that. Now Big big Brent can see me because we're on video. I know loyal listeners, you can't, but just like picture like tilting your head down and like looking out the top of your eyes like that. And then you know she laughs about it. And so like that's like been a bit of thing that's been going on and, and like we think it's like so funny. Well anyway, so the other day we're out to dinner and as dinner's wrapping up, you know, she's like ready to get down and like start walking around. And so we're like it's like outdoor dining and we're making a few passes like past people. She makes like five or six passes past these girls. And, you know, like, I'll take her for a couple rounds. And then like, I want to sit down and eat some more. And then Elena's mom, Grammy, she was taking her for a couple rounds and Grammy comes back to the table and she's like, it's so weird. She's like this one girl, she's like, didn't wave to Valley and was like, you're so weird. Like, an adult, like, said that to a toddler. Like, you're so weird. And, like, she, like, told us about it. And we're just like, uh, who knows? You know, whatever. Well, anyways, and then, like, now she wants to walk around again. So, it's my turn. And so, I'm, like, taking her and I'm walking her by someone else. And that other person, like, I see that other person go, ooh, like, make a little ooh. And so, I'm like, and so, I bend down. I bend down and I look. And all of a sudden, I realize Valley is making this face at strangers. So, like, so whenever she was with grandma and had walked by that girl, she gave this girl the evil eye. I mean, obviously, Valley doesn't know it's evil eye, So she did that. And so this girl's like, oh, you're weird. So like Valley is like out and about, like giving like strangers this like look. And it's just like, I don't know, man, she's it's funny, man. It's just crazy. Like kids like, where does she get this from? Why is she doing this? And like for to be doing it to strangers, it's just blows my mind man the kid thing is is a trip man who knows where they pick this stuff up they're just like out here developing personality out of thin air and it's just it's wild man and that's the old diaper dad diary for you
0: she's scaring the other patrons in the restaurant that's (laughs) hilarious
1: (laughs) an adult dude an adult called a a toddler weird oh you're weird (laughs) what's up with that that's unacceptable dude are you kidding me I, I know, but also, but honestly though, like if you, I, I did try to picture myself as like being out at a restaurant and there's like a little toddler just like toddling by and like gives me the evil eye. I'd be like, man, that, that kid's weird too. So I can't, I can't necessarily blame her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Party must <of laughs> be like, Hey man, I'm not here for no Chucky. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's uh, good. God. All right. Mad Money Mike, that is going to close out season two, episode number 26. We hit the NFL divisional round. We hit our locks of the week. We hit the news, injury news and notes. Uh, of course, loyal listener emails, it's a lock podcast at gmail.com and our Twitter account at it's a lock podcast No apostrophes anywhere. We hit our Vegas recap and just now our Diaper Dad Diaries. Mad Money Mike, it's great to see you. How do you want to close this out? Big Bet Brent, as always, I appreciate
1: it. I appreciate your time. Love spending this time with you and love spending this time with our loyal listeners. Keep a lookout, man. Like I said, we're going to tweet that. That bet from Mad Money Mike on the Packers. I'm going all the way up to nine and a half. We're going to send out a screenshot of that bet. Otherwise, follow your boy Big Bet Brett on Bet Stamp. I know he's going to post his bets on there so that you can see them. There's cheddar to be made. It's the playoffs. Hey, yo! And I can't wait to do it again next week.
0: Uh, well said. Excellent. That is going to do it. Season two, episode number 26 6. It's a Lock Podcast. It's a Lock. Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.